And we also thank God for the choir that blessed us today as well. Let's give them a clap off and praise. To our musicians, to everybody that had a hand in the service. Somebody needed to hear Sister Patrice's story. Sometimes we're going through things and we wonder if God is listening, if he hears us. That's a reminder that God is still able in this season. All right, y'all ready for the word? Let's all stand, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15, I am starting at verse 12. From the New Living Translation, it says, But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God. But we have said that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there's no resurrection from the dead. And if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised and your faith is useless and you're still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Before you take your seat, I just need to look at three people and tell them, neighbor, there's more to my story. Thank you. If you believe that, somebody say amen. Don't count me out. Don't assume that this is it. There's more to my story. There's more to me than what you see. I got a bright future. You got to start speaking stuff over yourself. When you're going through hard times, this is not the end. There are better days ahead. I know my Redeemer lives. Therefore, there's more to my story. Father, if you would now please let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, you are my strength and my redeemer. Let all of God's people say, amen. So today is, you know, today is the most widely anticipated and celebrated day in the Christian calendar. It is the day of Resurrection Sunday. The one in which we know that Jesus the Christ got up early on a Sunday morning after being crucified on Friday afternoon, scriptures tell us that he hung on the cross from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And that at 12 noon, there was complete darkness in all the land. The complete darkness in all the land was symbolic of sin and the darkness that sin brings upon our life. And at 3 p.m., 
Jesus gave up his life, he was not killed. Scriptures then tell us that there were some miraculous signs that took place after his resurrection. There was a violent earthquake. There were people who were once had transitioned, were restored to life and walking down the streets. The veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom, signifying that now God had established a new way of coming to him. With the veil being torn from top to bottom, no longer did you have to rely on a priest or someone else to go to God for you. But now all of us who believe in Christ Jesus have direct access to God for ourselves. And that is the good news because sometimes you may call me and I might not be able to help. But now you have the right and the ability as a child of God to go to God for yourself. To get whatever it is that you need. One of the centurions that were there that witnessed that day said, truly, this must have been the Son of God. Even though those who were there mocked him and beat him and spat on him and wished him dead, there were some still that believed in his name. So the resurrection is important because the resurrection is central to the faith of our Christianity. When you study any other religion, what you would discover is that there is no God in any other religion that did for the people what Jesus the Christ has done for us. Every other religion, there's a subscription where you have to go to get to them, whatever that God is. There are steps that you have to take in order to reach a certain place. And in those steps, that's what determines whether or not you are able to be in the presence of God. Christianity, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. Where there's a God that loved us enough that this God decided to become human, and instead of staying in glory, this God came down to us, met us at our level, became us, walked like us, talked like us, lived for 33 and a half years, and then gave up his life, although he had never sinned. And if you didn't think I come to give God praise today, you got another thing coming. If you didn't think I didn't come to give God glory and honor for the thing that he did for me, then you have another thing coming. The challenge that we live with in our day is that our culture has diluted some of the aspects of the resurrection. Because our culture and our theme for the year, by the way, is kingdom over culture. And our culture, for the most part, has diluted the resurrection because most of the focus is not on resurrection, but the focus is on Easter. So we get more excited in the culture about Easter. Somebody got to buy a suit. We get excited about Easter because there's an Easter egg hunter. There's bunnies and there's all of the stuff that comes with Easter. But how many of you know you can keep the bunny? I need a savior. I ain't knocking your bunny. But I need somebody that got up on the cross for me. And I'm not knocking your eggs and all that kind of stuff. If that's what you want to do, that's cool. But I need to know that there's an empty tomb. And I need to know that when they went in and looked for him, they couldn't find him because he had already risen with all power in his. And so if we're not careful, you'll look through social media and you'll scroll through and you won't find much on the resurrection because the resurrection isn't significant to the culture Easter is. We must understand as children of God that the resurrection is the central act. It is the most important thing that ever has happened in human history. And we ought to come in on a day like today to celebrate the fact that our God did what no other God did. And that is he died for us. 
That deserves a clap off and a praise right there. I want you to get this because we shouldn't come in on Resurrection Sunday with just any old praise. We open the doors wide, had an extra service because we know that traditionally people come on three days out the year. They don't come to church on any three days. They come on these three. Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. I know we Baptists, but we got some CME saints in the house too. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, is that we should come today because of what today reflects reflects hope again that our Lord got up. It reflects that there's something beyond my present situation. It reflects that there's got to be something greater than what I'm dealing with right now. There's a hope that says, you know what, I know I'm going through some things right now, but because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds my future. And life now is worth the living. Why? Just. I'm in the text now in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it is written by the Apostle Paul. Paul, mind you, was not one of the original 12 disciples who Jesus picked. But he considered himself an apostle because of his experiences of walking with the Lord as the Lord came to him on the road to Damascus where he was previously tormenting Christians. And he had an experience with the Lord where he was blinded at 12 noon in the day. Fell to the ground. It is recorded three times in the book of Acts. He fell down to the ground and the Lord Jesus Christ said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It was from that moment that he rose and then he was converted from being an enemy of God to now being one of God's greatest champions. He writes most of the New Testament, many letters to different churches, encouraging them, correcting them, instructing them on how they should live as kingdom citizens. When we find ourselves reading 1 Corinthians, we must understand that Corinth was a church um, that was very spiritually immature. They loved the Lord, but they didn't know fully the things of God. And so therefore, Paul is writing this letter to the church because he recognizes the fact that the church needed to be able to understand things more clearly. Their celebrations were good, but their doctrine was off. They didn't know what they were to believe, and they were at odds with each other and doing all kinds of crazy stuff in the name of the Lord. So Paul is now writing 1 Corinthians to bring some correction to the church to make sure that they understood what real living for God is all about. And by the time we get to chapter 15 now, Paul addresses one of the key issues that we celebrate today, and that is the issue or the topic of Jesus' resurrection. And why is Jesus' resurrection so important? And why should we come and celebrate today? And why should it not just be about a suit and eggs, but about an empty tomb? And why should we give God glory a little bit extra on today than we did maybe last week or the week before? And why should we stand firm on the resurrection? Paul gives all the answers to those questions in these verses. He starts off in verses 1 through 11, though, giving us the what of the resurrection and confirming that the resurrection 
resurrection did take place. He tells us there that he appeared to Peter and, and to, the, to the 12 and to the 500 and to many others that he made appearances to to make sure that they knew that he was alive again. And now he gets down to where we read today, starting at verse number 12, where he talks about the why is the resurrection so important. And I want y'all to leave here today not just excited and, and on fire because you went to church, but I want y'all to leave with a conviction of, I know why I praise. I know why I give him glory because I know about the resurrection. And so he says in verse number 12, he says, but I say to you that we preach that Jesus rose from the dead. But why are some of you acting like there is no resurrection? Notice who he's talking to. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to the people in the church. Why are you acting like there ain't no resurrection? Why are you acting like you ain't got no hope? Why are you acting like your current situation is all that's been in your life and all that's going to get the best of you? Why are you looking at one failure after the other thinking that that's all that your life is going to be? Why is it that you just look at you taking one step forward and two steps back and you keep shaking your head thinking that that's all that God has for you? No! God's got something greater for you. God's got something a whole lot greater for you. And what we have to understand is that the culture has taught us to come into the church and let's focus on our problems and let's focus on the things that we're dealing with. And yes, we got problems. And yes, we're going to go through some things. And yes, we're going to have some heartache. But here's what Jesus said. In this life, you will have tribulation. But do I have some saints that know? He said, but be of good cheer. Lord, have mercy. I feel it now. But be of good cheer. Yeah, the bills ain't always going to be right. Yeah, the marriage ain't always going to be right. Yeah, the kids ain't always going to be right. Yeah, the job going to drive you crazy. But be of good cheer because I have already overcome the world. And Paul said, why are you acting like there is no resurrection? Why are you acting like Jesus didn't get up? Did you get that from social media? Did somebody tell you that he didn't raise from the dead? Did you get that from your friends or were you sitting in the barbershop and somebody told you that Jesus never got up? Well, here's what he said in verse number 13. He said, well, I want you to understand that if there is no resurrection, then that means Christ did not rise from the dead. Now, why is that important to you? Because the whole principle of, of salvation, the whole tenet of Christianity, watch this, is not to come to church. The whole principle of Christianity is to be like Christ. So if it is to be like Christ, then that means whatever happened to Christ is going to happen to me. Uh, maybe five of y'all caught that. The reason why I want to read the Bible is not so I can just say what Jesus did. I read the Bible because I want to know how Jesus lived. Because when I understand how he lived, that helps me to know how I should live. When I see what happened to him, it helps me to know what's going to happen to me. And here is what he said in verse 13. He said, if there's no resurrection, then that means that Christ couldn't have risen from the dead. Why is that important? 
Because if Christ didn't rise from the dead, we can't rise from the dead. And so what Paul does is he drops the hammer right here in verse number 13. And he says either everybody gets up or nobody gets up. Either we all are raised or nobody's raised. And there ain't no middle ground. As I told him earlier, y'all acting like you can get a little bit pregnant. Yeah, I'm a little bit. No. There's some mamas up in here that would beg to differ. I went through too many labor pains. I went through too many contractions. I went through too many uh, night sweats, feet swelling. No, there ain't no such thing as a little bit of pregnant. Either you are or you're not. And here's what Jesus is saying. Paul is saying either you believe that God is going to raise up Jesus or you're not. Either everybody gets up or nobody gets up. But how many of you believe that he got up? And so since he got up, guess what that means? I'm getting up. I wish I had some people right now that would give God a praise that says, I know I'm going through something right now and I know I might be hurting right now but weeping may endure for a night but So if I'm getting up, then that means there has to be more to my story. If I'm getting up, then that means this can't be the final chapter of my life. If I'm getting up, then that means that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard and neither has it entered to the heart of man what God. I need some folk that get excited about what you ain't seen yet. I need some, do I need to run the list for you huh, to tell you what you don't have yet, but that's coming to you? And Peter, he says, you got an inheritance. John says in 14, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me, for in my father's house, I got some mansions for y'all. You living in a one bedroom right now, but I got a mansion for you. If you just hold on and wait until the... I'm talking to somebody that's been beat down. I'm talking to somebody that's been going through. I'm talking to you who look good today. But when you go home, you say, if you only knew the hell that I've been through, I just want to stop by and tell you today, there's more to your story. This ain't the final say. This ain't the last word. I know what the doctor said. I know what the job said. I know the bills keep coming in. But I want you to know that if he got up after having nails put in him, then there's still more to your story. I need somebody in here by faith to believe that better days are ahead, that my best season is coming, that I know that greatness is ahead of me to give God your best praise, to say, I know my Redeemer lives. Because if he lives, I live too. So if there is no resurrection, then that means that Christ isn't raised from the dead. And if Christ isn't raised from the dead, then that means we ain't getting up either. And if we ain't getting up, 
and why we're here. Verse 14 through 19, Paul drops the hammer and gives line by line what happens if there is no resurrection. In verse number 14, he says, if there is no resurrection, then the preaching is useless and your faith is useless. If there is no resurrection, then there ain't no need for me to stand up here and preach anything to you. If there is no resurrection, then that means there is not more to your story. So why believe? Your preaching, our preaching is useless and our faith is useless. In verse number 15, he says, if there's no resurrection, then that means that the apostles are liars. And apostles here are those not like today with a certain title. Apostles back then were determined by the ones who were eyewitnesses to the Lord Jesus Christ. The apostles didn't tell what they heard. The apostles told what they saw with their own eyes. And they wrote what they saw, not what somebody else told them. And so if there is no resurrection, then what we're saying is what the apostles saw back then ain't true. And we're calling them liars. In verse number 16, he says if there's no resurrection, he goes back to verse 13. Then that means that Christ hasn't been raised from the dead. And if Christ hasn't been raised from the dead, then that means we can't be raised either. So we're in a world of trouble. In verse 17, he says, if Christ hasn't been raised from the dead, not only is your faith useless, but we are also still guilty of our sins. Yeah. Now, most of us, uh, when we testify, uh, we like to testify about stuff. First giving honor to God who's the head of my life. Pastor, saints, and friends. I come as humbly as I know how. And I just want to give God praise. Because it gave me a job. He's, come on Devon, he's water when I'm thirsty. He's food when I'm hungry. He's a lawyer in a courtroom. He's doctor. We got some institutionalized things. He's doctor in the sick room. Thank God for the job. I thank God for the car. I thank God for my marriage. I thank God for the money that he put the check in the mail at the right time. I thank God. Hold on, Devon. You're going to drive me crazy. Hey. Hey. And we get excited off of those testimonies. But the one testimony I ain't never heard that I wish I would hear, giving honor to God, who's the head of my life, pastor, saints, and friends, I want to thank God because I was messed up. I want to thank God because I was disobedient. I want to thank God because I was a hot mess. 
I want to thank God because I did everything that God didn't want me to do. Come on now, Devon. But I'm so glad that God wiped my slate clean. Glad that he gave me another chance. Glad that he forgave me and gave me new mercies. Glad that I got grace that's over my life. Glad I'm like David when he said, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I thank God that he healed me from my wickedness. He forgave me from my sins. He delivered me from my transgressions. He helped me from my iniquities. He got on the cross because of me I thank God because I was a hot mess even though I front like I look good I'm waiting on that testimony I'm waiting on the testimony for somebody to tell the truth I was a wretch I was a mess I did more sinning than I could care to want to tell you but when I look back over my life and I see where I was and I see what the blood did oh I'm ready now I give God praise that he washed me washed my mind he washed my heart he washed my soul and I can't help it but to give God thanks is there anybody here that want to give God praise because he cleaned you up gave you a new walk gave you a new talk and I see life a whole lot better would you give him your best I thank God that he caused me to if there is no resurrection then we are still guilty in our sins and the only reason we can come in here and give God thanks and praise is because he got up So then if that's the case, then may I remind you that resurrection should not just be on Resurrection Sunday. We are to live Resurrection Sunday every day. Because every day we wake up and saved to the bone as you are, we still sin. And every day we need the drops of blood to cover us. So that when God looks at us, he doesn't see us, but he sees the blood of Jesus that has been applied to my life. I need some honest folks in the house that want to say, Lord, I thank you because I know every day I mess up. Every day I don't get it right. I know sometimes I can come in church and act like I do. But the truth of the matter is as soon as I leave, I might slip up and cuss somebody out. But I thank God that he washed me and gave me a new life in Christ so verse 17 he says if there's no resurrection we are still guilty in our sins if that wasn't enough verse 18 says if there is no resurrection not only are we still guilty but watch this he says but those who died in the in the Lord big mama cutting them who? June bug for Jesus. The ancestors who was in the fields picking cotton, singing, I'm, I'm praying for the ones coming behind me. 
that they don't have to endure what I got to endure. He says if there's no resurrection, then all those who came before us will be lost. Which means that we don't have no hope of seeing them again. If there is no resurrection. But then I'm reminded that Paul also wrote Hebrews in chapter 12. He said, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Who are these witnesses? These were the ones that went through the fire already. Ones that's been through the flood already. The ones that holding on to a testimony that we are standing on today. The ones even going back into scripture who had to trust God when they didn't even know what the outcome was going to be. All of them would be lost if there was no resurrection. And if that didn't get you, verse 19 says, and if there is no resurrection, if the only thing you think of as a child of God is this life, then you are to be more pitied, read the screen, than everybody else in the world. Translation, if you as a child of God only think about what's going to happen to you now, you're worse than an unbeliever. And we spend so much of our time in the here and now. We spend so much of our time consumed about what God is going to do right now. And don't get me wrong. Pain is pain. So I understand that we get caught up in the right now. But we also, the Bible says, don't weep as those who don't have no hope. We ought not to be falling apart every time something comes into my space. We ought not to be walking around all the time like the world is about to fall apart when life hits us with some nails. Uh, every now and again, we ought to understand that, that yes, there's going to be some trials in this life. And yes, there's going to be some pain in this life. And yes, there's going to be some things that drop us to our knees. That was Friday. But if you just keep living, if you just keep trusting, if you just keep holding on to God, how many of you know Friday night's coming and then Saturday's coming and then Sunday morning is coming? I need somebody to tap somebody and say, neighbor, your story is still being told. Give God some praise to know that weeping may endure for a night. But this joy that I got, the world didn't give it and the world didn't take it away. I'm rocking with Jesus because he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. Not on world, not on fame, not on power, not on fortune. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. And in verse number 20, and I'm done. Here it is, y'all. He says, but in fact, Christ has been resurrected. Five of y'all missed it. Let me go back. If Christ wasn't raised, he didn't get up. You ain't getting up. If Christ wasn't raised, our faith is useless and our preaching is useless. 
If Christ isn't raised, then you calling the apostles a liar. If Christ wasn't raised, then that means our faith is useless and we're still guilty of our sin. If Christ didn't raise, then all the ancestors before us those who love the Lord would be lost. No chance of seeing them again. If Christ wasn't raised, then we are only thinking about this life and we are more pitiful than anybody else in the world. But in fact, that's the testimony you got to have. I know I'm going through it, but in fact, there's more to my story. Yeah, I'm hurting right now, but in fact, I know my Redeemer lives. But in fact, he's given me still warm blood flowing through my veins and still giving me breath in my body, which means I got another chance to get it right. But in fact, God has been raised. Watch this. And if he has been raised, then that means he is the first of a great harvest. Of all who have died. I told y'all, y'all got to read the Bible slow. But, in fact, if he has been raised, then he is the first of a great harvest. <laughs> of all who have died. The reason why you should get excited. Now, keep that up, Bill. I want them to see it. Because only two people clapped. They need to understand what's going on. Reverend Ely got me working today, boy. They got me working. The reason why you should be excited about verse 20 is because Paul is no longer talking about Jesus. He's also talking about you. He is the first but he's not the last. Of a great harvest, who's the harvest? Anybody that has given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ who accepted him for the forgiveness of their sins such that when they transition from this life, the Bible says that to be absent from the body. No, this ain't no funeral. Y'all know what it is. Uh, you see, this is the hope that I have that tells me that there's more to my story. Even if it don't work out for me on this side. Daddy got something waiting for me. So if it happens on this side, great. But even if it don't happen on this side, I know where I'm going. And I know what's coming to me. And I know who did it for me. And that's why we should have a different approach to this life. We shouldn't be walking around like everybody else, mad and upset in the world, because we know this life is only temporary. 
there is something beyond this present existence of which we should give God thanks for. And the reason why we give him thanks is because he got up. And because he was resurrected, now all of the possibilities of my life are back on the table. Sins have been forgiven. The penalty of sin has been destroyed. The power over sin over my life has been broken. Now I can walk like God has intended for me to walk. And if by chance God calls me home today, I got a new home over in Zion. And it's mine, it's mine, all mine. That's the hope that we have. That's the difference between us and an unbeliever. That's why we come to church. That's why when we wake up in the morning, we give God praise because every morning is a reminder of a resurrection. Because the night before you were sleeping, didn't know if you was going to wake up, but he allowed you to get up. It's a reminder of another resurrection every morning. The best thing that we can do is just thank God for all that God has done. Let the church say amen. So did he get up? Yes, he did. Do I believe that? Yes, I do. Because if he didn't get up, then I can't get up either. And whatever happens to him happens to me. And I want to make sure that I am able to rise up above my circumstances as well. Let's all stand, please. Let's all stay. I want to invite somebody, a few people who don't have this hope because you are still in the present here and now and that has been all that you think about. But what happens after you leave here? Can't take the stuff with you. There's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more to life than just getting up every morning doing the same old thing. Jesus came and said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's why I came. That's why I died. That's why I got up. So that you could experience life to the fullness. But it first starts with you coming and having a relationship with me. So every head bow for just a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, there might be some today in this room in overflow or online that are watching. And they don't have a relationship with you. And I pray, God, that something will be said or done or has been said or done that will cause them to want to have that relationship with you. But there might be somebody that doesn't have a church home. They've been looking and searching. They need a covering in this world. It's crazy. They need a covering and a protection. They need to be part of a community. They thought that they could live isolated and just try to figure it out on their own, but they need to belong to something greater. I pray that you would touch their hearts even now. So thank you for this. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to make an appeal now. If you have not accepted Christ and or you don't have a church home and you've been looking and wondering and searching and saying, I don't, you know, I've been thinking and thinking and thinking. And you feel in your heart that today's the day. Or you want to be in the right space with God. Or you recognize that maybe you've already made those decisions before and you just need to renew 
your commitment to Christ today. Maybe you've been saved before, but you need to renew your commitment to Christ today. I want you to come on down now. Would there be one today? I want you to come down for salvation, one for membership, one that needs just prayer for the recommitment of you being able to walk as God has called you to. Will there be one on today? Will there be one on today? Will there be one on today? Will there be one? All right. After service is over, for those who still are thinking about that decision, we'll be standing here ready to welcome you with open arms and accepting Christ as your Lord or finding a place of worship. We welcome you here. Let's prepare to be dismissed. Father, we thank you now for this time. And now, God, may your grace, your peace, and your power keep and sustain us all. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say there's more to my story. God bless you. Have a great day, everybody. Just because he lives. Because? Because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives. All fear is gone because I know he Calling all graduates, high school, college, or trade school to email your full name, contact number, school name, major, GPA, and plans after graduation to scholarship at ivybaptistchurch.org by May 1st. Attention high school graduates only. Scholarship applications will be available on our website May 1st through the 31st. Application deadline, May 31st at 11.59 p.m. Reminder, no Bible study this week. Office staff will be on flex office, home hours, spring break this week as well. You may leave a phone message and they will return your call promptly or email info at ivybaptistchurch.org. Married couples only are invited to our virtual meeting on Friday, April 21st at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Meeting ID 757-244-5009. The 21-day challenge for the married couples, April 1st to the 21st, will be part of the discussion. It is not too late to join the challenge. Email vowkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. 
any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Calling all graduates, high school, college, or trade school to email your full name, contact number, school name, major, GPA, and plans after graduation to scholarship at ivybaptistchurch.org by May 1st. Attention high school graduates only. Scholarship applications will be available on our website May 1st through the 31st. Application deadline, May 31st at 11.59 p.m. Reminder, no Bible study this week. Office staff will be on flex office, home hours, spring break this week as well. You may leave a phone message and they will return your call promptly or email info at ivybaptistchurch.org. Married couples only are invited to our virtual meeting on Friday, April 21st at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Meeting ID 757-244-5009. The 21-day challenge for the married couples, April 1st to the 21st, will be part of the discussion. It is not too late to join the challenge. Email vowkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Calling all graduates, high school, college, or trade school to email your full name, contact number, school name, major, 
GPA and plans after graduation to scholarship at ivybaptistchurch.org by May 1st. Attention high school graduates only. Scholarship applications will be available on our website May 1st through the 31st. Application deadline May 31st at 11.59 p.m. Reminder, no Bible study this week. Office staff will be on flex office, home hours, spring break this week as well. You may leave a phone message and they will return your call promptly or email info at ivybaptistchurch.org. Married couples only are invited to our virtual meeting on Friday, April 21st at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Meeting ID 757-244-5009. The 21-day challenge for the married couples, April 1st to the 21st, will be part of the discussion. It is not too late to join the challenge. Email valkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Calling all graduates, high school, college, or trade school to email your full name, contact number, school name, major, GPA, and plans after graduation to scholarship at ivybaptistchurch.org by May 1st. Attention high school graduates only. Scholarship applications will be available on our website May 1st through the 31st. Application deadline, May 31st at 11.59 p.m. Reminder, no Bible study this week. Office staff will be on flex office, home hours, spring break this week as well. You may leave a phone message and they will return your call promptly or email info at ivybaptistchurch.org. Married couples only are invited to our virtual meeting on Friday, April 21st 
at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Meeting ID 757-244-5009. The 21-day challenge for the married couples, April 1st to the 21st, will be part of the discussion. It is not too late to join the challenge. Email vowkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Calling all graduates, high school, college, or trade school, to email your full name, contact number, school name, major, GPA, and plans after graduation to scholarship at ivybaptistchurch.org by May 1st. Attention high school graduates only. Scholarship applications will be available on our website May 1st through the 31st. Application deadline, May 31st at 11.59 p.m. Reminder, no Bible study this week. Office staff will be on flex office, home hours, spring break this week as well. You may leave a phone message and they will return your call promptly or email info at ivybaptistchurch.org. Married couples only are invited to our virtual meeting on Friday, April 21st at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Meeting ID 757-244-5009. The 21-day challenge for the married couples, April 1st to the 21st, will be part of the discussion. It is not too late to join the challenge. Email vowkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community 
will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount, all of it will go toward blessing our community and helping those in need. We appreciate in advance your support. Calling all graduates, high school, college, or trade school, to email your full name, contact number, school name, major, GPA, and plans after graduation to scholarship at ivybaptistchurch.org by May 1st. Attention high school graduates only. Scholarship applications will be available on our website May 1st through the 31st. Application deadline, May 31st at 11.59 p.m. Reminder, no Bible study this week. Office staff will be on flex office, home hours, spring break this week as well. You may leave a phone message and they will return your call promptly or email info at ivybaptistchurch.org. Married couples only are invited to our virtual meeting on Friday, April 21st at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Meeting ID 757-244-5009. The 21-day challenge for the married couples, April 1st to the 21st, will be part of the discussion. It is not too late to join the challenge. Email valkeepers at ivybaptistchurch.org. One thing that's true about Ivy is that we don't just love God, but we also love God's people and our community. We have started an initiative called Operation Bless the Community. And since we started it, we have raised almost $150,000. And all of the resources are going right back out into our community so our community and our families can be better. We're going to do it again this year. We want your support. Any donation of any amount that goes to Operation Bless the Community will go out into the communities that we serve to make our place better for everyone. We want everybody to win around here. So please, why don't you consider giving a donation to Operation Bless the Community? Any size, any amount.